You're listening to Glasgow Food Chat. Join us every second week as we bring you the latest and best from the city's food scene. Today, we didn't get to do this last year. You know, we, we, we were all closed. We, we, we got a few weeks and then we were all at home wondering about what was going to happen. And you can really feel it. I love turkey and the best thing about turkey is the next day, the Boxing Day, you turkey, cranberry sauce, Brussels sprouts, potatoes. Come on. Hello, Glasgow, and welcome to a very special episode of Glasgow Food Chat. It's all about Christmas today, which we are very excited about, and we hope you are too. We're joined by some amazing guests, and we're going to chat about Christmas traditions, food in the city, and what we're all getting up to this year. So we've got Andy from Block, head chef, doing doing some really exciting things, which we can't wait to talk to him about. We got James from the Butcher Shop, who I'm sure has lots to tell us about Christmas roasts. And Ratna from Starter Culture, which is very exciting because I don't know about you guys, but wine and cheese is... Exactly. That's, that's yeah. Christmas, all right. Oh, yeah. And of course, we've got Paul Trainer from the Glasgowist, my everlasting co-host. Ho, 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 oh. and hello. Father <laughs> Christmas over here. Paul, do you want to start us off with Christmas in the city? What do you want to chat about first? I suppose with... Right, so I was out kind of wandering around on Saturday and, and you, you saw the staggering crowds on Buchanan Street and again this is you, you kind of do a double take again town seems a bit more like itself and even walking down the street you hear music and stuff and you see the lights and it just makes you uh, a bit more content that things are starting to look a little bit more um, like normal and for me anytime we have a conversation about Glasgow at Christmas it always seems to kind of rotate back to kind of nostalgia and remember when you were a kid being dragged around shopping centres and getting excited about seeing Santa um, or the lights at, at George Square. Tremendous uh, excitement uh, that you can still see on, on wee kids' faces when we do see the lights on George Square for the first time. Um, bit quiet on the square this year because the markets have, have been uh, put there, but, you know, you can see it down at City Nook Centre where we've got a, a whole festive village and just for in the, the final build up now to the, the big day itself and you can feel the you can feel the excitement, I think. Definitely. I wonder how do you guys feel about that? Are you guys feeling in the Christmas spirit or is it all go for you guys at work? I guess this is a very busy season for you, probably different to a lot of people in Glasgow at the moment. It's definitely getting a lot busier in the last week or two, which is good. We love a busy end block, so it's getting mental and the Christmas parties are coming in. We had 80 in for the Le Mis cast the other night, which was fun to say the least. But yeah, oh, no, I was wow. getting, getting nice and busy. Did Le they Mis put on a show? For everyone. Yeah, Le Mis Burgers. Did they start singing? I bet if I was out and I could sing like that after a few drinks. I, I like after a few drinks without being they brought in a million balloons with them, which was quite fun. And uh, James, I know you've done a there's a there's a festive burger as part of the the, the menu that you have on, at the butcher shop. Um, we posted that on Glasgow, and that got a, a great reaction. You sure did. Yeah, we we every year we do we do a fun burger. You know, it balances it out. We obviously do awesome steaks, and I've got to say, you know, really seen people out getting the opportunity to enjoy them. So, and, and I think a lot of love, you know, you're feeling a lot of love from the customers, you know, because we didn't get to do this last year. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. You know, we, we, we were all closed. We, we, we got a few weeks and then we were all at home wondering about what was going to happen. And you can really feel feel it. You know, everybody's been pretty sensible, I would say. I wouldn't say everybody's going too mental, but and just be thankful to spend time with their friends and their co-workers and uh, 
get a chance to be out and enjoy awesome burgers and steaks and turkey. Oh no, definitely. If you're talking about together and parties, I guess that's imagine that's where you come in because you must be catering for parties all over Glasgow with your beautiful selection from starter culture. Have you seen any trends this year, or how are you feeling about the festivities? Um, I think um, I think uh, James is right. I think uh, people are now you know in party season and want to go out and party, get drunk, and, and rightly so because of Christmas parties, and we didn't get to do that last year. Uh, for us, for the cheese and wine shop, we're getting a lot of people coming in, you know, buying wines a little bit earlier, I have to say, you know, stocking up on the wines and things like that, especially since we have kind of specialist wines like orange wines and, you know, wines from a very small hectare, 5,000 hectare and so on. So, and you only can get so much of it. You, we, we don't bulk buy as much, you know, so once it's gone, it's gone. Um, the whiskies are selling really well as well. We've got cask whiskies. So it comes from a single cask, and when it's done, it's done. So they're nice gift ideas for men, you know, with the wee bit of cheddar and things like that. So it's been it's been good, and I think um, with our website going now, we're getting a lot of bookings for the for the for the week starting this week uh, with collections and deliveries. So there's a, a lot going on. A lot of people are preparing for Christmas for sure. Andy, what about what your own Christmas table? Like, what what's going to be what's going to be on the menu at your own Christmas feast? Where we always do a selection like turkey, ham, loads of lovely sides, but it's only my family. My mother loves turkey, everybody else is sick of it these days, so it's we do a lovely big ham. Loads of like uh, cloves in it, cider sugar, it's just beautiful. But turkey, take it from my mum, she likes her turkey extra well cooked, so it's dry as ever. That's a traditional Glasgow turkey, then. Extra, extra well cooked. It's like sawdust. But she loves it. She looks forward to it every year. I wonder, how do we all feel about Brussels sprouts? That's something I always I like to ask. Brussels sprouts. Do you know, I think, yeah, they get a bad rep. I don't know that I've met anyone that doesn't like them. Just don't boil them. Pan fry them with a wee bit of ginger. Amazing. I've had them, I had them what was it, was it with uh, pancetta and chestnuts. And that was the first yeah. time in my life I really enjoyed it and thought, you know, these Brussels sprouts are doing it for me. But it's funny that they, they, they seem to have been kind of, uh, you know, deconstructed and, and reinterpreted now, and you see them being sprinkled through all kinds of stuff. I actually saw them in a cocktail. Can't remember where that was. Oh, but, um, didn't. Not As a garnish? Or? <laughs> it's kind of like a decoration on top, yeah. We, we <laughs> scattering of Brussels sprouts. Yeah, they're definitely, a, a, you know, people love a little Brussels sprout. And it's done right, because you can really mess them up. Yeah, just yeah. don't boil That's it. That's, yeah. yeah, if we have any advice from today's podcast, Glasgow, it's don't boil your sprouts. Please don't. <laughs> what about like, uh, what about like Glasgow memories? Yeah, go on, James. Sorry. No, I, I, you know, well, Glasgow memories. I definitely don't have good memories of sprouts. I will say that sprouts have really <laughs> a game across the board. We do a sprout dish every year. It's done with uh, soy and chili and ginger and uh, and and a whole manner of stuff at the restaurant. And it's yeah. It's cool. It's fun. I think, I think having fun with Christmas dishes is definitely something, you know, we, we can all do now. Yeah. I would go back to what Andy's saying about turkey. I, I can't stand turkey. I'm just going to throw it right out there. Um, <laughs> I don't mind. When I was young, I thought I needed to like turkey. And as I got yeah. older and, you know, had responsibilities and kids, um, although I don't tell them I don't like it, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, turkey's, um, yeah. I have to say, there's better stuff. I love turkey, and the best thing about turkey <laughs> is the next day for Boxing Day, you've got oh, a now you're talking. There's like turkey, cranberry sauce, Brussels sprouts, potatoes. Yeah. Come on, that's what's 
That's what Turkey's about for me. My brother used to make a Boxing Day turkey curry, and it was absolutely fantastic. You know that way when you can just get all the stuff together? And uh, actually, for Christmas dinner, my favourite bit is all the sides. Like, just as oh, many yeah, sides. Yeah. Yeah. Pile, pile them high, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a wee bit of ham and then every bit of everything else. I think you're right. That when you start putting on a sandwich, you start putting yeah. some butter, cranberry, maybe to dip it in, and you'll use yeah. a nice bit of bread. Yeah, maybe it was a bit harsh there. I've <laughs> 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 changed my mind. Well, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> We've saved Christmas. Yeah, um, I feel good now. Andy, uh, I suppose the, the thing I noticed, I was in blog last week, and I was just kind of looking around and. You know, people go there because it's got a bit of a vibe and they go there for maybe the music, they go there for a few pints, they're meeting with their pals, but almost every table was eating something. You know, like, and you've just kind of cracked that in terms of, like, every day there's something that people are going to be looking for on the menu. How do you kind of keep that going, Andy, in terms of keeping people interested in a competitive market on Bath Street? Well, we launched a new menu a couple of weeks ago now. It's my first menu. It's taking over as head chef in there. Um, And what I've done with that menu is I've tried to put a little bit of something for everybody on it. It's not just burgers. We've got like tacos on it now. We've got like some Asian inspired dishes. Wow. So there's a, there's a wee bit of something for everyone. And also we are a vegan friendly uh, venue as well. So everything I've created for the meat lovers menu, I've got a vegan version or a veggie version. It's a, right. if you're in your pals, you're not going to miss out on something if you're a vegetarian or a vegan. Nice. Or vice versa. Hey, I'm getting hungry. Wow. <laughs> that happens to us every time we do this podcast. We just emerge starving into the, into, the, into the ether. Luckily, the solution's nearby. But that's an interesting point, actually, because I think, you know, we're seeing Christmas traditions are changing, although it's all about nostalgia and stuff. Do you guys find, or even matching that, I see in your shop, you guys cater to a lot of vegan and vegetarian diners. Do you think that's a huge part of Christmas nowadays? Or do you think people know what to do with it? They're getting better at not just having the nut roast on the table and leaving it a yeah. day. I think people come in saying, I have a, I'll have someone's coming over and they're vegan. Do you have any vegan options? And one of the best things we've got so far, luckily, is that you don't have to buy a whole, whole one bit of vegan. Because normally it comes packed, you got to buy it, it's £10. You're like, I, I don't know if I want to take that risk. But now we've got wheels of vegan. So you can just slice a little bit and take 100 grams or 200 grams, or maybe have a vegan selection, you know, of 100 grams of each. So that they can, so it's not going to cost you the earth, but also you've got something for your friend or your family members who is vegan that's going to come around. So there's a definite shift in that for sure. And also vegan wines. People are looking for that option as well to have vegan wines as a part of their collection for their Christmas drinks. Speaking of drinks, James, I noticed you guys had some pretty decent looking cocktails on at the butcher shop. They looked quite festive. I take it that's a big part of your Christmas menu. Yeah, the guys love to love to experiment. But you know, when we put on a one of the big ones is just a really simple mulled wine. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually, as you get closer to Chris, uh, Christmas Day, like the last week, and people, you can feel the energy starting to shift and shift, and you get those smells. You know, they bring the little cookers behind the bar. Um, they start getting all the, all the, all the, the cloves, um, the cinnamon, and, you know, a little touch of brandy in there just to kick it up a notch, and the red wine mm-hmm. and the orange. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, our festive company, um, are definitely important, you know. It's the theatre as well. Cocktails have got such theatre. Mm. And people, just Christmas is a very different time. I, I, you know, I might have been a turkey hater, but I love Christmas. <laughs> um, and, it, and it really is. It's got that magical feel to it. You know, I feel yeah. even this year, it just seems 
even more intense, you know. Yeah. Well, I suppose for the for, for the butcher for the butcher shop, you not only are you in, in in Kelvin Grove at the butcher shop, but this year you're also overlooking uh, Elfin Grove. So maybe that's why the the magic of, of Christmas has hit well, the staff there. And I we did do it on Sunday with my two kids, uh, James and Savannah. We 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 were on the ice. Great lunch afterwards. I know this fantastic little place across the road. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say it was quite easy to organise. Um, so, yeah, very festive. Andy, um, just thinking about the city centre, you know, obviously, like, the, the, the shop's coming back and, and that's made a, a big difference to just the weekend feel, but um, the city centre has been a bit slower to uh, to pick up from than, than some of the suburbs. Um, are you kind of like conscious of it will be better when we've got more students back, when we've got more office workers and that, you know, you'll probably see a, a proper full-on block shift uh, once, once those numbers kind of pick up? Yeah, so the guys in the kitchen have been telling us when the offices are open and all the students are there, it's a mental I don't know them, yeah. <laughs> it's like we do the deals uh, Monday to Friday, so yeah. on Wednesday you can come in and get a steak for a fiver and then a usual Wednesday it's... It's insane for like the first four hours of service, you're nearly in tears, but it's a fun, fun chaos to say the least. But the now it's still quite busy, but once everything's back to normal, fingers crossed soon, it will be uh, insane to say the least, and I might lose the last of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and do you guys, I guess, it being food people, foodie people, do you guys get tasked with cooking Christmas dinner? Because you must kind of feel when it gets to Christmas Day, are you not a wee bit like someone else, take the reins, take the hog? Because I'm done. Or do you enjoy it? For myself, um, I work to the ground till on the till the 24th, and we shut the shop at the at 4 p.m. And so we've got the rest of the evening. But you know, I have ordered the turkey. I think my my partner has cooked it from last time because it was just too mental for me to even physically, you know, do anything. That last week, yeah, it's just too much. Because you know, we're working from seven o'clock in the morning to. Maybe one, two at night time. At night time, it's just madness. So yeah, I I just like to turn up and get drunk, really. Yay! <laughs> right, well, have your snacks, have your cheese board. Well, everyone from hospitality needs a break, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I've been I've been given the the, the my I don't usually do Christmas dinner. I do every Sunday, mm-hmm. but I don't usually get Christmas. And this year, I've been given the task of Christmas dinner. Woo! Oh, stop it. No pressure. So, uh, no, I, just Sunday, I just Sunday lunch most Sundays. So, I, you know, I've got a lot of it nailed, I think. But, uh, right, so talk, talk us through the... the, the need to cook a talk, turkey. Talk us through the six-course uh, uh, feast starting with canopies. Then, <laughs> you're not, no, you're not messing around. There's no, there's no time for the extras at the start. You just go, just go straight in. What Andy was saying, the ham, super yeah. important. We do a gammon, a, a gammon a ham, bone and rolled, and Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No messing, maybe a bit longer. You bait or bring out, you have it. Usually, by the time the food arrives, you've already tried too much of it. You just make sure that it's just right. Uh, I've got, you know, Irish family, so there's like six different types of potato. Um, you can tell I'm already thinking it was Brussels sprouts. You've got me freaked out now. But I won't screw up the turkey. I promise. I might be a turkey hater, but I won't mess it up. Yeah. Right. When are we all coming over? What time is that exactly? <laughs> and that's just for me. <laughs> Six, shopping, types of, yeah. Six types of potatoes and I'm there. Never mind the meat. I'm like, give me the carbs. Fennel gratin. <laughs> I wonder about like when see when oh people my. see when people are coming into starter culture, um, do you find that they're probably 
they're asking about a few more questions now about cheese and wine you know like i mean it's it's become a, a big food and drink trend so like but it can be a little bit intimidating if you don't really know your way around so do you find people are coming in they're asking the questions they want to be they want to learn a bit more about both sides of things yeah i think what happened from last year we learned is a lot of people want scottish cheeses because right, of the yeah. carbon neutral and cop 26 and things like that so more scottish like the minga went was crazy when we first opened the minga was the thing that everybody wanted and really pushed that and it was, you know, we got a call from different cheese uh, shops in Glasgow to say, you know, we've got getting customers for Minga, but we don't sell it. So we're going to put, tell them to go to you. So I think oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, so, yeah, I think people are coming in and they want to know about Scottish stuff, but they also want to know, you know, how, what the other French stuff and the Swiss stuff is about. Like things like raclette is not really made in this country. It's always made either in France or Switzerland and so on. So I think people do want to come in and know like how to do a raclette or how to, you know, what how to cook with this cheese or, you know, what will be look good in a cheese board, you know, and things. So, yeah, people do want to know. And we also have, on our tags, you have, like, a, the country where it comes from. Uh, if it's vegetarian, it's pasteurized, not pasteurized. So the information is already there. But, you know, generally they want to chat and they want to have a journey yeah. and figure out what they want to buy. Yeah, it's lovely. And Andy, I wonder, because we've been chatting a lot about your menu at Block and how exciting it is, because there's some weird and wonderful stuff, more mm-hmm. than wonderful. But do you take that into your personal cooking? Like, are you going to have your mad dog bacon on top of your, your granny's turkey this year? Or is no, that something you leave I, in the I kitchen? Probably, I wouldn't see Boxing Day if I've done that in my family's <laughs> So it's just traditional wee day, but uh, I keep all the weird and wacky stuff for Block. But uh, I, if I've done anything mental, like a... Buckfast Sorby on Christmas Day. I think I'd get run at this. Uh, <laughs> nice and traditional. Now, I guess we might move on to what we usually like to do at the end of the podcast is have some quick fire questions, just quick and easy that anyone can jump in. But we're going to put a bit of a festive spin. So one that we like to do is what is your least favourite food ingredient? Like if you were out and about and someone served you it and it's just a no for you, like, say for brunch if it was avocado or whatever i mean we've already discussed sprouts we won't part back to them but is there anything that you think you would like to ditch from your christmas dinner plate or you think is unnecessary oh i'd say i worked in a fish restaurant for six years and i hate <laughs> smoked salmon my passion these days i cannot stand it difficult so, to avoid that at christmas andy so oh, yeah you'll... smoked salmon scrambled eggs for breakfast no for me anymore. No for and me. Why is that? Are you just averse to it after too much close contact, or do you just I, genuinely just not enjoy like, it? Like six years of like prepping it every morning, plating up, and going home <laughs> with the smell of smoked salmon ingrained into your flesh. It's just no, yeah. it's no for me anymore. It's a great, it's a beautiful <laughs> Scottish product. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's no for me. So nobody needs at Andy's house. <laughs> One of the things that's a that's a big red flag for me around the Christmas season is um, just when you know something's been sitting uh, under a heat lamp for just like way too long and it just arrives at your plate. I mean, I know that everyone's busy and, and it's, we have to be uh, as kind as we can and we have to expect that if it's a big, busy, bustling uh, dining room that you're not necessarily going to have uh, the same level that you would expect if it, if it was if it was uh, you know like a 20 foot long pass and all the rest of it but when something arrives at your table and it is your christmas night out and you have paid probably over the odds for it and it arrives and you know it's just been sitting there just sparked up <laughs> for ages uh it's not a good feeling 
No, I think that's, that's definitely from a restaurant point of view, the balancing act at Christmas is making sure that it's the same way every day. You've got that consistent experience. You know, Christmas planning begins, I would say, end of summer. You know, if you're if you're planned, you're looking at your team, we're getting ready, we're organizing a plan, and then you're looking at what you're serving um, so that it doesn't, it, it's very hard, but it's to make sure you try your, to. it doesn't go off kilter. Because you're right, um, Paul, you should be ready because it's not yeah. your responsibility, it's the responsibility of the place that you've chosen to spend that special occasion. And, and I think, you know, that's something we talk about a lot. It doesn't matter if we're, we're busy or quiet, it should just be a consistent um, and that's that's you know that's what you strive towards. For me, I think for me, if you're right, Paul, if you're going somewhere, if something comes up, either cold, which has happened to me before, or which is like limp vegetables, yeah. been there, you know, in that plate for ages, and yeah, that doesn't that doesn't help, doesn't you know that you know spoils your Christmas evening. Yeah, you know? yeah, you can't complain about it because you know what the guys are going through, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not, it's, obviously it's not a moment to really, you know, yeah. storm off and take your party out <laughs> of the front yeah. door. But um, at the same time, you know, like any time I've talked to people from hospitality over the past 20 or more years, they've always said the biggest challenge for hospitality is you can be right every day of the week and then you get it wrong once and then that person, Amen. the person the person that uh, everything went right for, they might tell five people, but see in Glasgow, if something goes wrong, they'll be telling every taxi driver that picks them up. They'll be telling bus drivers. It'll be the, it'll be the topic of conversation at the work, you know. Uh, so, that, I mean, that level of expectation, it has to be managed, uh, but it's a huge pressure to deliver on hospitality at the moment. Yeah, and I guess, well, maybe that leads in on a happier note. If you guys were to recommend somewhere for us to go, especially the festive season, do you have a favourite kind of restaurant or a place even for a drink that you wish me and Paul go for our, our food chat Christmas night out, the food of us? Where would you recommend or where do you like to go at this time of year? Does anyone have any favourites? Well, I, I don't actually live in, I live outside Glasgow, so I spend a lot of time out here because I've got kids. Um, but, you know, there's a, a lovely little wine bar uh, called Le Jupe, um, where I live, and that's the, see this time of year we've been a couple of times, and especially what uh, Ragnar was saying, you know, cheese and wine. They do love the charcuteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do great wine. I'm like, you know, and we, we're all busy, you know. It's you just, ah, you know, it's maybe not always about a big meal. It's just, you know, because we, we're all working mm-hmm. in busy environments. You just want to hang and, and have a lovely glass of wine and, and, and some charcuterie and some cheese and, mm. and, and, and take it take it easy, you know? Mm. Just to bring it down a little bit mellow there. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I, I quite like the uh, parlour. It's uh, opposite oh, yeah. Hillhead, uh, Hillhead Book Club. Yeah, on Binnicombe Street? Yeah, yeah, West End. Yeah. The yeah. bar has got great cocktails. It does some tacos, which are okay. But in a, such a lovely environment, they've, they've created a lovely atmosphere. I quite, and then it's quite independent. It's independent as well. Um, I think the guy used to work for Bloody Marys, and then it changed to Bully Marys, and then he's taken it over to make it the parlor. So it's a lovely place. I really would recommend that. You know, lovely. And what about you, Andy? Is is home the place to be for you at Christmas? Uh, well, no, the new one of my favourite places to check out just for a wee takeaway place is Sacred Tums up at um, mm. Queen's Park, the taco place. I really like that. Um, Kimchi Cult as well, up in Byers Road. That's one of my personal favourites. But if I'm wanting something a wee bit fancier and 
sit down for about three hours munching tiny plates or go to Calbrook. That's like one of my favourite restaurants right now. Love Calbrook. Yeah, definitely. I was going to mention that, yeah, as well. Love love that place. Especially this time of year. Something a bit special. Yeah. I'm glad you've got, you know, like great... Great old fashioned kind of winter bars, you know, with like, mm. a bit of a fireplace, almost like a country feel. Some places, you know, and you, you really look for them at this time of year. Um, somewhere a bit more traditional, with good kind of wood wood bar and nice feel, and dig in there for for a couple hours. Mm. Oh, and then that warm and cozy note, which that's the only place I want to go now, is actually to go sit beside <laughs> a fire. But. We're running out of time, so I think we're going to have to say goodbye to our guests just now, and me and Paul will have our usual little food chat ourselves. But thank yep. you so much to James, Andy, and Rachna. That was amazing, and hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas, and good luck with your, your Christmas dinners you're hosting. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes. Bye for now, guys. Thank you. Merry and um, so, what what is what are your actual Christmas plans yourself? Like, will you be spending it at home with the family? That's kind of thing. Yeah, my family are coming out to Glasgow. I mean, mine are quite scattered, uh, but my mum and dad will be coming down to Glasgow this year, uh, which is quite nice because we used to back at home uh, in the Western Isles. We had the big family thing, and me and my mum are the cooks in the family, so we would run around kind of doing that all day. And it's so yeah. right what they're saying—you lose the fun of it sometimes. Whereas yeah. I quite like just pouring your drinks early and slowly chopping everything up and getting wee things on the go. That's my favourite kind of Christmas. But I wonder what about you? I, well, I, I, we always go to my mum and dad's house um, and, you know, like it'll be, it'll probably be a smaller um, family gathering that maybe used to be just because of the, the nature of um, uh, smaller gatherings uh, because of the restrictions over the, the winter and things like that. But we do have a new addition because I've got a, a wee baby nephew and it's going to be his first Christmas. So, Oh, I'm looking lovely. forward to seeing whatever Christmas outfits that he arrives in. Um, I'm told I've, I've got a, a Christmas jumper that's going to match his. So, um, yeah, Christmas morning photo shoots with him and uh, uh, enjoy the food. Would you ever think about, would you ever, like, go out for Christmas dinner to a restaurant? I know that that's become a trend that, that you're seeing more and more mm. of. See, I'm trying to think if I've ever done it. I actually did. I spent my teenage years at home uh, working in a restaurant on Christmas Day. And I mean, it was a nice vibe because everyone got together and, you know, the staff were all quite happy. We we're all quite young. But I don't know if it's put me off ever actually going out. Yeah. There's something about it. I just think I would rather, maybe it's just because I like cooking myself eh, and absolutely fair play to the restaurants that do. It looks amazing. And it can be nice. I know I've worked it myself, but nah, I think I want to stay yeah. in my jammies. I don't want anyone to see me out and about. I think it's funny. I talk about this uh, with, with my pal sometimes because like we, we can remember, you know, when when you're younger, you have a full Christmas dinner and then you end up going home and you're, you're going out to the pub afterwards and you might end up going to the dancing after eating for basically the entirety <laughs> of the day. You're just full of turkey. <laughs> yeah, I did that like two years ago on Boxing Day. We went to Berkeley Suite after having leftovers all day and I swear it was the, ba- the worst choice. Yeah. Being on that dance floor full of leftovers was not not a Christmas vibe. I suppose that's that's a, is, is an important part of the Glasgow Christmas story is the fact that everyone emerges at some point on Boxing Day and it's always been a great, great day for meetups and taking advantage that kind of scattered friends and family might be around. Um, so I'm sure that um, the bars, you know, probably a, quite a gentle day out, but uh, the bars mm. and restaurants will be quite busy on Boxing Day with people catching up and... Um, uh, I suppose you know, like we're, we're conscious of this year, we're we're, we're not through um, all the levels of restrictions. So 
Uh, unfortunately, there's going to be people who want to be in Glasgow uh, this year who won't be able to make it. So um, I'm sure everyone here in Glasgow and everyone at the Glasgow Towns will be thinking about all the people all around the world that have still got Glasgow in their heart but can't quite make it yeah. home. <laughs> and what about you? Where are you going to be heading in town in the run-up to the big day? Have you got any heavy hitters or what's your, well, your thoughts on the festive season? I mean, there's... There's still uh, there's still a few kind of launch events and stuff like that, but I I do quite enjoy just gravitating towards like places like the Wee Bar, the Bicketts Trip, and mm. just uh, places like the Drake where you could just sit and enjoy like your nice kind of winter vibe on your own. Um, although I haven't been to Elfin Grove yet, uh, James did maybe inspired me to get my ice skates back on for the first time in about twenty years. Amazing, would love to see that. <laughs> Well, maybe that could be the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look out for Paul's yeah. bandages on the next so, podcast because he's going to be... It's going to be Glasgowist on Ice coming to a, a podcast near you. Oh, well, on that hopeful note, I guess it's time for us to say goodbye as well because we're running out of time. But yeah, from me and I'm sure everyone at the Glasgow Times, our producers, Elle and Emma, just Merry Christmas to you all. And I don't know, Paul, you probably think the same. Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> Merry Christmas yeah. and a happy new year. <laughs> Have a lovely time, everyone. Bye for now. This podcast was brought to you by the Glasgow Times. With a digital subscription, you can access our exclusive, insightful and trustworthy local news from just £2 for two months. We are also currently offering 20% off an annual rate through the codes Glasgow Times Noon. This offers for new subscribers only and is only available with the promotional code. Subscriptions will renew at the standard rates unless cancelled.